Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sander Lanch podcast. I am Data, and with me today is... Jamie. <laughs> Joe. And Dak. And today we are talking about the Emperor's Soul, days 58, 59, 70, 76, 85, and 97. So all the way getting close to the end of her 100 days. Wherein, Shy, she makes progress both towards the completion of the Emperor's Soul and her escape plan, which she continually puts off in the hopes of managing to actually finish this guy's soul before she runs. At the same time, Frava has uh, her own evil plots happening. Or it's not really anything different, I think, than we've seen so far. It's just uh, everything's continuing, basically. That's what these chapters are. Things continue to happen until we get to 97, where Shy finally initiates her escape plan. So... Interesting, several chapters, but lots of short ones this time, whereas the next two are going to be kind of meaty. So hang on to something, everybody. The Sander Lanch is about to begin. So yeah, what did you guys think of these six chapters this time? Yeah, I mean, not not a huge amount of stuff happened, but I don't think I was expecting a lot to happen this week, knowing that, you know, we've only got one more episode left. It's sort of all that that build up to the the last minute Sandalanch that is. I did get a little bit excited in the the last chapter that we read. I think it was day ninety seven, I think was the last yeah, one. Um when we got almost like it was starting at like a different viewpoint, I was like, oh, something's going to happen. And then it didn't really, just her escape plan being set into motion. I was like, what's going to happen really exciting here? Because that's something that Brandon has even said that he does before to get, you know, new viewpoints and things. But, yeah, I like the relationship between Shy and Galtona. It's still, like it seems like they've found kind of a, a common ground to build that working relationship on, which is nice. Yeah, excited to see what happens next. It's, it's, there's not really a huge amount of stuff that's gone down, really. I, I, I liked learning a little bit more about how the stamps come together. Yeah. Um, and sort of seeing a bit more of how the project is going to come together. For us, I hope we get to see it sort of work, but I don't know if you're going to find that in two chapters left. Mm. And for other little plan in the background you know, taking the pages. I was like, oh, man, they're going to try and kill her pretty soon. But, you know, Shy, she's very clever. But, yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. I'm excited to see what comes next. Yeah, it's it's once again, like, there's not a lot of time, so how much stuff can happen? But at the same time, if we got through the whole story and we never figured out whether or not uh, she managed to get the Emperor's soul right, that would be kind of depressing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed what we read this time. The only thing I would have to say is... The some of the internal revelations that we get about Shy, I'm not, and this is, hear me out before I say this, this is all on a personal level. I don't like a lot of the things we find out about her, about how she's built this basically like escape route just in the back of her mind to have. I get it for the character. It's just personally, I don't like that kind of trait that she's building herself an escape path and things like that. But that's not, you know, I'm not in her shoes. So that was kind of surprising to me, and I I don't know how I felt. I, don't, I didn't feel uh, super positively about that aspect of her character. But the Gautona stuff overall was very interesting. I like, I, I feel like this section, we really got a lot of inside scoop on a lot of the characters that we hadn't before, like the blood guy and everything so um there's definitely some good character work in this uh in this section of the of the novella so yeah it was uh interesting yeah it opened up some of the characters i mean we even got like a couple paragraphs on captain zoo and she's like this is why that guy hates me so much yeah no these are fun again like i'm, I'm just reading this one and just letting it wash over me like i, th- I think this one more than the more than anything else we've read i'm just enjoying the ride so yeah. I'm just sitting back saying, all right, cool. Just tell, just tell us what happened next. I'm cool. 
Like I don't like I on one level I'm just like I don't really want to just sink in and predict stuff because I I just I think I'm just enjoying this one too much. I don't know. <laughs> that might sound we that might sound weird, but um yeah no these like this section was good. I liked meet like like the other guy said it's really just sinking into more of the characters. I especially liked the whole thing with the blood sealer just because normally you get those like those kind of villains and they always just seem perfectly in control and it's like he and it's like no no this is just a dude who's writing home to his girlfriend or whatever um right so yeah no it's just just really fun just to sink in let this one and let this one go we see what we learn her relationship with gautona is a lot of fun yeah yeah it's definitely an interesting thing to be like just all sudden discover that this evil person that she's been like demonizing it's like oh he's just like a young like insecure dude and she had no idea yeah. how uh, that you know until she actually kind of got a little bit of conversation from him. And he uh, he and like his magic is like she points out it's like uh, you're calling me evil. You send bone monsters after me, and he, and he's just like, well, yeah, your your magic is evil, isn't it? <laughs> it's, like, it's like that's not something you expect the evil sorcerer to ever say. Everybody thinks their own magic is so cool, and everybody else's is bad. I feel like the decor monks have to know how fucked up their magic is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's. I guess let's get into this thing. So, Farava shows up for the second time after we remember she previously came in and made the offer. It's like, hey, if you put in a back door to the Emperor's soul for me, I'll make you head of the smuggling operation. And she comes in and Farava's like, Wait, wh- wh- you've been busy in here. And uh, it says that Shai had most recently improved the floor. So it's all like nice and marble and stuff now, I guess. And also... Uh, She's like, yeah, I think the marble works well with the hearth. And I was like, wait, he's like in a hearth. What the? Is this room bigger? It's like, yeah, you know, the storage room next door wasn't being used, so I rewrote the history so that when this wall was made, this one was the bigger room and had a hearth put in. And I was like, I feel like you're not taking your job seriously at this point. We did not call you in to redecorate the palace. Uh, I just like to imagine her just sitting there, just more and more improvements all the time. But man, would she make some money doing that though? Like, that right? would be an epic career path if it wasn't so frowned upon. I wonder if you could just do it to a whole house. It's like, you're going to flip a house, so you buy a house that's, like, really messed up. And you're like, let me write a stamp that makes this house that was well taken care of in the past. Yeah. The latest reality TV show, Rewriting Houses. Yeah. <laughs> and so she explains how, basically, all she's been testing all these little stamps on Gautone, and She's going to combine a dozen little stamps into one big stamp. And Farava's like, well, you're only going to use a dozen of these hundreds that you've tested? She's like, no, no, no. What are you, what are you stupid? No. See, I'm going to take all those and put them on a big plate. And then the one, like, linchpin stamp that you'll actually stamp the emperor with will, like, call or reference the plate for all the information that it needs. And he'll have to carry this plate around with him. And Farava's like, oh, he's, he's got to carry a plate and have to be stamped each day? Jeez, how's he going to have a normal life? This This woman and her, like, constantly looking down on... Everything that Shy is doing when they're the ones who came to her and is like, hey, we need you to do this impossible thing. Like, How's he supposed to live like that? I don't know. That's your fucking problem. Right. She's like, you know, usually it's like a, you know, just make it like a big medallion or even a bracer that you wear on your arm with square sides. I like to think of it like you, with the big medallion, like a big clock. And it's just like the emperor has this huge piece of bling now. I was thinking like, you know, the the is it the WWE that has like those belts with the giant golden circle on them? Yep. Yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. He just. He could just wear the belt. That's right. I I used my finishing move on the previous emperor, and I won the belt. <laughs> at, the, at the Royal Rumble. See, it's called totally appropriate. The Imperial Rumble. Oh, man. Uh, she also says that she's like, I think there's a decent chance that over time he'll, like, absorb this stuff. Like, if you trace the same image on a stack of paper every day for a year, then the image will be on the bottom. So, uh, you know, he may not need treatment after a while. And Frog was like, well, I... I still name it egregious. It's like, this is still horrifying. It's like, once again, you came to me. I didn't walk up to you and be like, hey, I hear you need a new emperor. That's not what happened here. But then she takes her book. Frava takes Shai's book of notes and sketches. And it's like, here, I'm going to go ahead and have somebody copy the scribes copy this. And Shai's like, wait, but I need that for my work. She's like, yeah, that's why we need it copied, you know, just in case something happened. And Shai's like, oh, damn it. This is the part where she takes my work and she shows it to somebody else and is like, hey, is this far enough along where we can execute her and you can finish the job? And so that's when we jump to day 59, where Shai did not sleep well that night, waiting to find out if she was going to be executed the next day. And I like the the detail that she gives us here about knowing what Frava had, something like this was coming. She had made the book and her notes 
try to make the project sound like more difficult than it was. It, it says it was a forgery of tone. Stay away. The tone of the book said you don't want to try to finish this. You want to let Shy do the hard parts because the work required to do it yourself would be enormous. And if you fail, it will be your head on the line. It's one of the most subtle forgeries she'd ever created. Every word was true and yet a lie at the same time. So she's just sitting there like, how good is this forger? Are they going to be able to see through it? Apparently they are not that good because uh, Prava just shows up. And he's like, oh, you're awake. Good. Keep working. Here's your notes. We also get some more kind of her discoveries about the emperor. It's really interesting to get so much information about this guy and his history and his deepest character traits without ever meeting the guy. But she's decided that he failed to live up to what he wanted, his youth, youthful optimism, as she calls it. And it was just life, life in the palace. Life is part of the empire. Everything goes and it doesn't work as well as it might, but it did work. And you get used to just going along with it. Making changes requires effort and sometimes a lot of effort and it's hard. So you kind of just go with the flow and things don't get changed. I was like the random note that he writes terrible, terrible poetry and expects everyone to tell him how good it is. It's like a Vogon over here. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, that, that's the end of day 59 is probably coming in and being like, OK, yeah, get, keep keep working. And Shy thinks, good, that'll get me like a few more weeks, probably. And then we jump to what, 70 from 59. So like 11 days later and Gautona is back with her and they're talking about he's like, so this is a notation about time. So something happened seven years ago. And so he's learning about soul stamps as they go. And she's like, oh, you're picking up a lot here. I'm impressed. He's like, well, yeah, I'm kind of undergoing surgery every day. It makes me more comfortable to know the kinds of knives being used. And she can see in him that he's never forgiven her for burning Shushen's masterpiece. And I like the test, the stamp that she's testing on him. He's like, that's so weird. I remember encouraging myself to become emperor and I resent myself for it. Holy crap. Is that really how he regarded me? And she's the stamp sticks for 57 seconds. So she's like, yep, no, I think that's pretty much right. And she's reaching a point in the process, she says, where the, what she calls the end of the project. Regardless of what kind of project it is, there's a moment where she can see everything in her head. The actual work isn't done. She still has to do it all, but it's all come together for her. And then it's just a matter of doing the grunt work of actually doing all the carvings or what have you. So we're day 70. She's that's almost three quarters of the way through. And she's like, I think we're I'm getting to that point. We're almost at, at the, the goal. That's the sort of thing where I imagine that's that's Brandon saying, yeah, this is me writing what I know. This is how I feel when I'm <laughs> close to finishing a project. That totally makes sense. Yeah, I hadn't even thought of that, but I, I bet a book is just like that. Well, so so much of her internal monologuing about like her philosophy and how she sees forgeries and stuff like that, it's about creating art. So now that you've what you were saying about how it's like yeah, write what you know. I wonder like how much of this is him putting his feelings about his work mm. uh, onto a on, onto a character, and she's describing her process of creating art. Yeah. I don't think that was actually during the, the episode. So for anybody who was confused, I was telling them that they can read the postscript when we're done with this. And that that's what Brandon talks about in there is uh, he starts out like writing classes tell you to write what you know, but he writes fantasy. So how do you do that? So, yeah, that came up in the, in, in between the intro and the rest of the episode. Yeah, pre-show banter. Yeah. So apparently she's tried like dozens of iterations of this stamp of why he stood up to become emperor. And finally it worked. And Gautone is like, you made it based on his relationship with me and the shame he felt when speaking to me. And she's like, yep. And Gautone is very distressed by this realization. We also find out that each of the other arbiters has come to talk to Shai and made basically the same sort of offer that Frava made about giving them control of the emperor in exchange for some sort of bribe. Fantastic promises, it says. I just imagine we call that one Jimmy, him coming <laughs> in and trying to make the offer. Like, duh, uh, give me control of the emperor, duh. I want to be in charge of the emperor. I'll give you money. I'll give, I'll give you this bag of cash. I'll give you a sandwich. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but I just like how much more proactive Frava is about it. Like, she's coming in. She's take, She's got a forger ready to, like, come in and take over the project to make sure everything goes how she wants. These other guys are just like, yeah, she'll probably just take my bribe and do what I ask, right? Uh, everyone underestimates Shy. Only Gautona has not tried to bribe her. And she's like, wow, a genuine man at the highest levels of imperial government. Wow. Okay. Using him is going to be way harder. And she's like, well, I'm impressed that you've taken time to learn all of this soul stamp stuff. So have you it changed your mind about it being evil? And he's like, no, I'm, I still think it's, uh, if not evil, then unholy. But uh, who am I to talk? I'm using you to 
and your art to uh, keep myself in power. So, yeah, I can't really talk. Which I At like least that... he acknowledged it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I like that he acknowledges it, whereas Frava just talks down constantly while still being in that same situation. Yeah. And But Shy is picked up. She's like, that's that's the other's motives, but that's not your motive. And he's like, no? Huh? You just want Ashravan back. You loved him like a son, the youth that you mentored, the emperor that you always believed in. And she's seen more of him than he intended. He's kind of uncomfortable. And she's like, you know, it's not going to be him, right? Like, even if I succeed, it's not going to really be him. And then she's like, but you guys are the heritage faction, right? You're always surrounding yourself with like fake ancient, you know, fake versions of the ancient pots and redecorating these rooms to like recreate ancient stuff. Maybe having a fake emperor actually is uh, appropriate. And Gautonis is like, how do you do this? Like, you read me, I've seen how you read the guards, you learn the servants' names, you know their family, their lives, all, and you've been locked in this room for months. How do you manage this? And she's like, hey, you know, people. She has her whole thing where she, about bending things to your will and trying to be in control, but it comes down to, like, that's how she looks at her environment, is she needs to know the people. Why the serving lady was crying last night, why a guard, a particular guard always loses at cards, or why your employer hired you in the first place. And Gautone is like, huh, it occurs to me that even in our extreme care not to do so, we have underestimated you. And she goes, good, not, you're paying attention. Now, tell me why exactly do you hate fish? That's a weird, like, if you don't like fish, it's probably because you don't like the taste. Like, is there a deeper reason a fish killed my father <laughs> and so I hate fish forever? I don't. Yeah, gotta be it, right? One day when I was a boy, I endured a shark attack. Since then, I don't like the taste. Yeah, I'm like Ahab, you know. I just they took my leg. <laughs> I feel like the, I, I feel like it'd be it's the opposite in that case. You're like a shark tried to eat me once, so now I take every opportunity to eat them. Unless it's a whole a shark tried to eat me, I will never sink to their level and try to eat them. <laughs> uh, I don't think that logic holds up the straight. Shut up! I had alligator just a couple of days ago. I've never had an alligator try to eat me, but they're tasty. Yeah, okay. I've had crocodile. That was nice. I've never had crocodile. Not really the right area for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so we jump six more days into the future, day 76, and Shia's like, I, I need to, I, I should leave. I've got my plan all worked out to escape. I should do it today. She's got a letter made up to imitate the ones that the blood sealer carries. She's just figured out a few days back when she catches sight of a bit of wax on one of the papers that he brings. He's like, oh, they're letters. And she's somehow managed to figure out, she's like, they're from a woman back home. She sends him letters. On the days he gets letters, he's up early because the post comes in the morning at the palace. So they knock, they wake him up. He shows up early to renew the seal. And she's like, man, you must uh, you must miss her a lot if you can't bear to leave her letter behind in your room. And the guy's like, what? You leave her out of this. None of your trickery or magic. You leave her alone. And she's like, oh, geez, this guy's younger than I thought. Apparently, with these guys and their white hair and skin, it makes them hard to judge age. Yeah, just... Uh... Yeah, this this the stress of doing like blood magic and shit just hit him like a ton of bricks and he looks like an old man at twenty five. <laughs> it's a very stressful job, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then she what, what what Dak was mentioning earlier, she pulls out is like, you're saying I have trickery and magics while holding in your hands a seal inked with my blood. You have skeleton monsters that will hunt me down, buddy. All I can do is polish the odd table. And he he goes just just ah and <laughs> stamps the door and leaves. But yeah, she's, she threw that in for the guards to, you know, kind of remind them, I'm harmless. It's the blood sealer that's, like, really messed up. Honestly, even knowing that that's her plan, I don't really disagree that her art of, like, changing things into other things is uh, not nearly as messed up as the turning skeletons into your undead servants. <laughs> so she's like, I should drop the paper. I should do it now. But the forgery isn't finished. I, I haven't finished the Emperor's Soul yet. And she misses her shot. She's like, I can wait a little longer until this is done. She's really putting a lot at risk here, but she's gotten too attached to this guy and finishing his soul. Brava has been back a couple other times with excuses to take Shy's notes and have them looked at. And the closer she gets to being finished, the more likely it is that this other forger is going to decide they can take care of the rest of the project. Although it says the further she gets, the more impossible she realizes the project actually is. And so she needs to clear her mind. She's kind of freaking out. And six hours later, Gautona comes in just as she finishes pressing a seal on the wall and the whole wall transforms into a wall that's covered in this mural, this super detailed mural of like a plant growing leaves and branches and fruit and such. Every inch imbued with the illusion of movement. And Gautona is extremely impressed. 
And apparently this is kind of it seems kind of similar to what she's going to do for the emperor because there's multiple stamps. She had two stamps that kind of give the details and then one stamp that I guess ref- refers back to that and sets off the transformation. And we find out that uh, a, I, who, a person I assume is some famous artist from Jindo. Who, hey, we know them was uh, visiting the royal the Rose Palace and got sick and was stuck in a bedroom for three weeks. So her forgery puts him in this room instead. It says the wall remembers him spending days too weak to leave, but having the strength to paint a little each day, a growing pattern of vines, leaves and berries to pass the time. And Gautone is like, that should that's you. This is too much. That shouldn't be taking. You've changed too much. And she goes, no, it's on the line, that line where the greatest beauty is found. And he's not buying it. She's like, well, I mean, come on, if you were a wall, which would you rather be dreary and dull or alive with paint? And he says, walls can't think. And she says, that doesn't stop them from caring. And so apparently she's been working on this for the last month or so, a little at a time, getting the the mural just right with her stamps. Also, we find out that apparently the Jindo people and her people, the Maipon, are related somewhere way back. And he's just like, oh, since you guys are like the same people, basically, he's like, hey, we are not the same. There's a weird prejudice there that just pops out of nowhere where like, we may have been related long ago, but we're completely different now. So I guess the Maipon and the Jindo look kind of alike and people are just like, oh, yeah, that's the same same group. So I guess she probably looks kind of like Shuden. I hadn't thought about that, but he was Jindo guy. So this was the last thing in her chamber that she was finishing. All the furniture is uh, carved and polished nicely. The marble floor with silver inlay, a hearth, a small chandelier. I don't even know what you change to make a chandelier pop out. Like, <laughs> change the ceiling or I don't know. A fine rug that had once been a bed quilt with holes in it. The stained glass window that we saw before. And now the beautiful mural. He's like, you realize you now have, like, the nicest chamber in the whole palace. She's like, well, I'm sure the Emperor's is better. He's like, it's larger, but I don't think it's nicer. It all just sounded a little extra to me. Just, (laughs) it's a lot going on in that small space. Right? (laughs) She's got, she's got, like, a tiny home, but, like, the nicest tiny home ever. I don't know if you guys have ever watched those shows, but my wife used to watch all the time the tiny home, home buying show. People watch the show, but um, someone, someone when you're, like knew someone who like made them. So we saw photos. Oh, interesting. I just can't imagine uh, the tiny home life. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Then again, I also have four kids. So there's uh, <laughs> that, that puts a crimp in that idea, but we find out that to create a realistic forgery, you have to have the technical skill you're imitating, at least to an extent. So he's like, so you could have just painted this instead of writing a stamp that painted it. It's like, well, yeah, I didn't have paint. I had stamps. It's like, you could have asked for paint. I would have given you paint. I mean, what the, she's like, this is who I am. I am a forger. I do forgeries. I keep up. This is my art. And he's like, but you you can be what you choose to be. If the wall can desire to be a mural, then you could desire to be a great painter. Once again, just refusing to acknowledge that what she does is art and it pisses her off. And she's like, if you can read those stamps, you've really grown good at this indeed. I almost think you've been cheating. And he's kind of like, well, actually... And he pulls out her box with her five essence marks in it, except when he opens it, he reveals the stamps are not inside. He's like, I'm sorry, I think giving these to you now would be foolish on my part. It seems that any one of them could have gotten you free. And she goes, well, really only two of them. Altogether, these five essence stamps, it says, represent over eight years of her life's work. She started on the first day that she'd ended her apprenticeship. So the first one, he's like, Shai Zan translates to Shai of the Fist. So she has a, a stamp that would turn her into a warrior. And she's sitting here thinking about how she can get these stamps back from him. And also, she's like, if someone else was holding these plates like that, there would be an implied threat of like, look what I look what I could do. I have what you value most from Gautona. However, he was just genuinely curious. Or was he? Maybe this is another one of those situations like her uncle Juan warns her about where somebody else is just better at scamming than her. And Gautona is somehow managing to scam her. That would be impressive, actually. We, we still don't know for sure. Maybe he will be the secret bad guy. I don't know if he's going to be the secret bad guy. I think that was my prediction last time, but he definitely knows more. Like, I find it hard to believe he's just learned all of this from looking at her stamps. Right. When I was reading these chapters, that was my first thought when I got here was like, this really supports her idea that he secretly like knows something about forgery already because he really has come a long way in understanding this. Yeah. So she also has one that will turn her into a woodsman and survivalist and a scholar. And he's like, but you're already a scholar. She says, well, no one can know everything. There's only so much time for study. If I use that one, I can speak a dozen languages. 
from Fen to Muladil, even a few from Scylla. And if you remember, Scylla is that other continent where Elantris is. So some of the languages from there. She knows dozens of different cultures and how to move in them. Science, math, major political factions. That would be a useful like that's that's maybe that just shows who I am. That's the kind of one that I would want where it's like I instantly know a dozen languages. Awesome. And then she has one that turns her into a beggar, including uh, she becomes emaciated and most of her hair falls out. And he's like, why on earth would you want this? She says that the drastic change in appearance is useful. Obviously, if you're trying to escape from someone and you suddenly look very different from the person they're looking for. Yeah, that makes sense. But what she doesn't mention is that uh, that stamp gives her all these street smarts and knowledge of how to survive in a city's underworld. Her lock-picking lock skills become incomparable. Also gives her years of experience as a contortionist. So she would probably be able to climb out the window and down five stories to freedom. Like, okay, I can see how that's useful, I guess. I sort of wonder what in her life was close enough to all of these to put her on that path that she could have become a contortionist or she could have done that. I would find right? those stories very interesting. Like, what did she have to change to make her stamp believe that her soul could have done that? I had the same thought. I'm like, where's the branching off point for these? Is it like, right, does she rewrite from right before she became a forger? Like, instead of going into forgery, she joined a circus or went to learn how to fight? I mean, it's just it's <laughs> so weird and specific, these stamps. And then how much else of her life that happened after she became a forger would also have had to change right? to make that plausible as well? Because then there'd be stuff that she would know, but if she went down that path, she wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. And you'd have to write that all out. Like, I mean, that's why it takes so long to create a stamp, I guess. But rewriting, I think, would be almost harder than replicating. Yeah, and I feel like the further you go in your life from the point where you made these stamps, the more different you become. Like, wouldn't you have to rewrite to, I don't know. We don't know enough about that. Uh, and then Gautone is like, that just leaves this the most baffling of all. Farm work, sewing. And he's like, so is this just for, you know, to imitate a simpler person? And she says, yes. And he believes it. And then she goes, no, honesty. He must see my honesty. It can't be faked. And so this is what Joe was saying. He, he didn't like that her character would do this, basically. But she's created herself a way out of this life. It's like, I'm never going to use it. It's just it's there, just there if I you know wanted to. It will overwrite all her years as a forger. She'll forget everything about forging, and she'll become a normal person. Sometimes she had this dream of a simpler life in that morbid way that someone standing at the edge of a cliff wonders what it would be like to jump off. And I, I like she's like you know I love what I do. I love the thrill. But sometimes like when you're trapped in a prison cell or running for your life, sometimes you're like man maybe having a normal life would have been better, huh? And I love the revelation that Uncle Juan and Aunt Soul, who she'd mentioned several times so far, they're fake. She made them up. He's like, but you quote them all the time. And she's just like, you know, got to fool myself. Yep. And so she's written into this soul stamp. She'll she'll believe that she has an illness where she has to stamp herself every day. Uh, she's she's written ahead of time hundreds of letters from Aunt Soul and Uncle Juan that they would send her periodically. Which that alone. I mean, I, you spent years working on the soul stamp, apparently, and then you had to write hundreds of letters. That's insanity. Also, you know, you presume you have to make them all consistent as well. Right? Yeah. You can't write, oh, yeah, like, uh, Uncle One hurt his back hanging up the new blue door, and then, like, a few days later, you're talking about the green door. It's like, ah, shit, that's not going to work. She also built off the fact that she was scared to leave her village when she was a kid to make it so that she will think traveling is too dangerous. Even just going to visit her relatives would be too dangerous so she'd never travel. That's how she'll keep the, the deception of herself going. But it says none of the other essence marks makes her forget who she was like that. They rewrote some of her past, but left her with the knowledge of who she really was. The last one doesn't do that. The last one overrides her completely. So that's even more complicated because you're not just it, they're rewriting her history. But at the same time, she knows the truth that those things didn't happen. I don't I don't see how that's even possible with what we know about forgery. But I guess is this something that's ever been tested? Right. Yeah. Maybe she I, I don't know if she's it's, tested her own stamps. Yeah. I mean, well, not just that. Like, has she seen someone do this sort of thing, stamp themselves with a, with something that completely overwrites their personality and makes them forget they ever were a stamper? And like, oh, you, so you, maybe that's the part that wouldn't work. You're saying, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm just, I'm wondering, like, has she she apprenticed as a stamper? Did her master tell her, yeah, look, I've seen someone do this and it actually worked? Like, or is for, this just one? Is this is forger. this one of those like, yeah, forger? Uh, is this? <laughs> 
Is this is this one of those like in, Inception? No one's ever really actually been able to do it. Sort of thing. <laughs> That's interesting. Does so, I mean, if think someone's that... if Sorry. someone successfully pulled it off, you know, they're not exactly me. I tell anyone, yeah, it worked. So, right? Yeah, you would never. No one would ever know uh, unless they told you before they did it. It's like Jimmy's gonna take the the, the last stamp. <laughs> That's uh... why Jimmy's so dumb. The stamping didn't quite take. <laughs> He just stamped himself to be really dumb, and that's how he got into government work. It, it all makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh! But she's she's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm never gonna use it. Whatever. So it says that it would. She'd forget the last twenty years back to when she was eight, and had first began inquiring about becoming a forger. So I guess she's twenty eight or so, and that's how far back. If that's when she started looking into becoming a forger. Is that how far back all these stamps have to go to when she's eight? That's crazy. Well, no, it says the others all leave us some memory of who she was. That's so. true, yeah. Whereas this one is just like, okay, so what, she's going to stamp herself and then think, oh, God, I've been in a coma for 20 years. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe she's 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 maybe she's maybe got, like, you know, a little cottage set up somewhere, and she'll go there before stamping herself. And uh, Gatona's like, well, that's a lot of work for something you're not ever going to use. And she goes, sometimes that's the way of life. And then she just blurts out, I was hired to destroy the painting. Not sure why she did it in her even in her own head, but uh, she she just did. She, she's like, I, I got to be honest with him. The sudden desire to be honest with everybody, or particularly Gal Turner, I guess. But really, mm-hmm. you don't need to spill your guts. You're trying to leave. Remember, they are your enemy. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's so genuine. She has to manipulate him with honesty. It's the only way to do it, apparently. But someone's actually interested in my craft. <laughs> If somebody's curious, I want to, this is great. Shushan hired her to destroy the painting. That's why she burned it. He's like, but, but he's the artist. Why would he want to do that? Because he hates the empire. He painted the picture. He painted the painting for a woman that he loved. And then her children gave it to the empire as a gift. Now he's old and blind and can barely move. And he doesn't want to go to his grave knowing that one of his works was serving to glorify the Rose empire. And she's like, really, if you think about it, I had to have his help. Like, it's really hard to imitate someone that good. In order to create such realistic fakes, I had to have access to, like, studies and concept art, and he coached me through the brush strokes. He's like, but why didn't you just give him back the original? And she's like, well, he's dying. He doesn't care about owning it. He painted it for this woman he loved, and she's gone, so we figured the painting should be gone as well. And Gautona's like, such a shame. A priceless treasure gone for foolish pride. And she's like, it was his. And Gautona says, no, not any longer. It belonged to everyone who saw it. Hmm. So what we got here is one of those, you know, socialists. <laughs> but really, I mean, I kind of agree with her at this point. It's like if the argument is that the painting belongs to everyone who saw it and she has painted a perfect replica of it down to like having the original artist coach her through the brushstrokes, then who gives a fuck? Yeah. And she said that Shushen tutored her in painting as you. She couldn't deny his request. I, I like this idea that as a young person, she's training to be a forger. And this master artist is one of the people that they have like, hey, can you help our forgers like be really good at art? And so he's not angry at her anymore about this. He he understands. He doesn't agree, but he understands where she's coming from. And so that has repaired a little bit of the damage that was done to their relationship, maybe. So they work through the last group of new stamps. And once she finished the sixth one, she goes, that's it. And he goes, all for today. And she says, no, all forever. We're done. And he goes, what, you're done? Almost a month early. That's amazing. And she's like, no, 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 no. Now comes the hard part. Basically, what we've done so far is we got all the paints ready for our painting. We created the figure study. Now it's time to actually make the painting. Last time I did this, it took the better part of five months. And he goes, and you only have 24 days. And she goes, and I only have 24 days. And she's like, I can't finish. I don't have time to finish this. I have to run. And she feels kind of guilty about it. But he goes, "Okay, well, I'll leave you to it then. Nine days later, uh, day 85, we come back and Shai is like madly working on this. Yes, his first love was from a storybook, but that would have been subconscious. Got to embed that deeply. And she she's taken a little a few liberties here because she needs to flesh out the soul, put in some romance, but there's not that much available about, you know, his secret romantic experiences and inclinations. That's not gonna be published, especially stuff before he became emperor. So she's kind of having to make it up. A flirtatious encounter with a woman whose name he can't remember, idle fancies, a near affair with a woman now dead. She's like, I'm just gonna just throw some random shit in there to give him some spice to his romantic past. And at the same time, she's planning her escape. Deal with the seal on the door, silence the guards, recover your essence marks, escape the palace, escape the city. She's got 
a very general plan listed out. Like, she wasn't ignoring this escape, not completely. She had good plans, but her frantic attempts to finish the soul drew most of her attention. One more week, she tells herself. If I take one more week, I will finish five days before the deadline, and then I can run. And then we jump to 12 days later, day 97, definitely not five days before the deadline, and she's still, she's finally initiating. One of the one of the guards is like, hey, what's this? And finds the letter that she dropped, the fake letter. Just as the blood sealer left, she puts her plan into motion on the morning of the 96th day of her captivity. So she's been in captive 96 days, but you remember the 100 days is counting down how many days the emperor, until the emperor has to be seen, because we started on day two. And she's she's thinking she's almost done. One more night of work and she will have it. And her plan requires her to wait another night anyway. So it's all good. The letter that she has forged is uh, supposedly from the blood sealer to his brother, talking about how much money he's making for this. The captive I secure is hardly worth the effort, but who am I to question the reasoning of people paying me far too much money? He also mentions my second task is also a success. I've identified several capable warriors and have gathered sufficient samples, hair, fingernails, and personal effects. I feel confident that we will have our personal guards very soon, which when you consider what he does, that is extremely uh, creepy. Skeleton leaps out the mouth and escapes the body. (laughs) And so the guards are like, what the, that son of a, what they say is that Kunukam, which I guess is, uh, it says roughly translates as man who had anus for mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was my, uh, that was my nickname in high school. (laughs) I was already impressed when they called him Weed Fingers, but now... Weed Fingers almost seems like a compliment to me. I don't know why, but I'm like, that doesn't sound bad. Weed Fingers? Does it mean they're really long, or you smoke a lot of weed? I don't I don't know. But she's like, or he's like, the guard's like, is, is this what I'm saying, what I think he's saying? He's been gathering things from us? And Shy tries to play it down. He's like, oh, I don't think it's true. It, it, it's not that big a deal. He's, he's just bragging. I mean, you know, blood has to be fresh to be used. There's no way that he could do much with fingernails or hair, right? I mean, come on. And so her plan is that the guards are going to have a talk with this guy tonight. And he, she's like, they're probably not going to hurt him too badly. Just threaten him. The blood sealer was known to frequent tea houses in the evening. She deduced that when he got news from home, he was quick and punctual to her door. He sometimes looked excited. When he didn't get news, he drank. This morning, he looked sad, so no news in a while. What happened to him tonight would not make his day any better. Shy almost felt sorry for him, but then she remembered the seal on the door, and then she didn't feel so sorry. Tonight, she's going to finish the Emperor's Soul, and that is where we stop. So, yeah. What do you guys think? We've got two more chapters here, and I'm going to have to tell you what they are because you're going to have to read them. So, what we have is Day 98 is the next chapter, and then there's the epilogue called Day 101. So, let's get some predicaments. What do you guys think? Where is this going? What's going to happen? I'm, all, I'm And since we were talking about it, I'm curious – does anyone think that uh, we're going to end with Shy using that one stamp that she was never going to use? Like, is that a possibility? I sort of feel like why bring it up if you weren't going to use it? Mm. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Even if she's going to use it, if the epilogue is day 101, she's still got a lot to do before she could actually use it. Maybe someone else will use it on her rather than her voluntarily using it. Maybe Gartona will use it on her. Ooh, that's um, that's kind of dark, actually. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Maybe, I, I don't know. Like, we feel like, well, I feel like Gartona knows a bit more about what's going on than he's letting on. Perhaps he will get her out and make her forget, put her somewhere. You know, maybe she doesn't have the letters. Maybe he's found the letters. Maybe he'll he'll set it all in motion for her. I don't know. But I think the stamp probably will get used. Again, why bring it up if it feels like a lot of extra information to be given with no payoff? I think she's she's going to finish the stamp for the Emperor's Soul. I really like to think that there's something more complex going on there that, you know, it, it I don't know, it won't work or there's something weird going on with the Emperor anyway. But maybe she's just amazing and can make it work. I don't. I don't really know. <laughs> there's there's a lot there's a lot of information buzzing around. I don't know how it's all gonna gonna fall. But we've only got day ninety eight left for anything to happen. So her escape attempt is gonna come first. It really depends on what she's got in store for that. Like, does she mm-hmm. does she need to deliver the stamps first before she can get out? We don't know enough about her escape plan really either. You know, she's transformed everything she's transformed. Perhaps something she's already transformed in the room will help her get out. It's all part of her plan. I don't know. Maybe she's 
tricked the floor into thinking it had a trapdoor in it or something. <laughs> <laughs> Although being marble, probably unlikely. I was going to say the the marble makes that tough, yeah. <laughs> Uh, marble except for this little patch under the hearth or something. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, there's like a secret passage behind the hearth. Yeah, there you go. See? Yeah, she can trick a room into thinking it's the bigger one. <laughs> you don't know what she could do, really. So <laughs> She she tricks the room into thinking it's in a different country, so she opens the door and walks out <laughs> into a different country. <laughs> How, yeah, it would have to be pretty plausible for that to work, though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. There's there's a lot that could happen, really. It could go anyway. I think that's really all my thoughts coming up on to, to the end. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's not... I feel like there's not as much room in the novella for the, the, the complicated twists and surprises that he sets up in the novels, but you're still that's kind of right, expecting yeah. it, so who knows? I'm expecting something to come a little out of left field. Yeah. I don't know what, though, and to what extreme. Like, you, you're right, the novels, you've got a lot more room to have been building on all this little information this whole time, which we, we just don't have now. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yep. I mean, everybody can finish as soon as we're done if they want. So you, you can find out pretty quick if, you, yeah. if you're interested. <laughs> uh, we're nearing the end here. I think she is going to be able to finish. I think she is. I think she's also going to try to escape. And I think, even though I didn't like the stuff with Gautona, I think that she is going to be that she has been honest enough with him that he's kind of like, I think she's going to maybe, maybe she'll get her stuff back too, you know, like he'll give it, he'll give it back to her somehow. I don't know if that'll be like before she leaves or if he sent, or if he somehow gets it to her later. But I think we know Brandon well enough to know that like, this isn't, it's going to be like a messy escape. It's not going to be like, I don't expect it to go super smooth and she just, you know, waltzes out of there. No problem. So, that's that's pretty much my main prediction that the emperor will be restored at the end and that she'll have she'll have been able to accomplish that goal. That's pretty much okay. it. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm not sure. I feel like um, I I agree with Jamie. I think the stamp for the normal life, like the you know the the the, sim- the simple life stamp, I feel like that's being set up to get used. I don't know if maybe Frava tries to have Shai killed and so Gautona uses that stamp instead is like kind of a like let's not kill her but like like he doesn't generally doesn't want to kill her but like that saves her life and just puts her into mm. that into that life maybe i don't know i feel like it's it definitely seems like it's setting it up for she's going to complete the emperor's soul and then the like the emperor that she awakens or whatever you want to call it is going to turn on frava and give her the boot i don't know if this the new emperor is going to like repair the uh, relationship with frava no, with uh, Gaut- with Gautona, but yeah, I feel like it's gonna it's gonna be a classic case of like everyone's gonna turn around and go, all right, Frava, you're being executed. See ya. Um, it, yeah, it feels like someone should at the very least mention to him, it's like, oh, by the way, like your most trusted arbiter or whatever. Yeah, she wanted me to build a back door in there to take you over and let her control you. So might want to look into that. I f- I feel like she'll build in the back door and say this is what you got to do to activate it. So all Frava has to do is not activate the back door and she'll be fine. But as soon as she uh... does, that's when the Emperor turns on her. That's like that, I like brilliant. that. Yeah. So hey, you didn't have to use that option, but you right? did now. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's that's about all I've got really. Again, I'm just I'm really happy to see this one play out. I'm enjoying the conversations between them. I I enjoy the philosophies, I guess, of this one. It's just this one's just fun to let wash over you. Yeah, I agree. I like I feel like and that's the one thing I worry about with this story is that by breaking it up so uh, over four weeks, which actually maybe more than that for us, that you might lose some of the the momentum of it because I think I agree that it's a fun just read. So I'm hoping that uh, it, it still hits the same way when we've divided it up over such a long time. Guess we'll okay. See how the ending lands. Right. Speaking of, for next time, we are finishing The Emperor's Soul. So day 98 and the epilogue, day 101. Uh, you guys can read this postscript if you want. Like I mentioned, we're uh, we won't necessarily talk about it, but it's kind of fun. But we're also reading one other bit. So in preparation for the next short story that we are reading, you guys are going to read the system essay that accompanies that. So day ninety eight epilogue, and then you're going to read in Arcanum Unbounded the Dramanad system is what the essay is called. And it's once again, it's very short, just a couple pages about this system. 
and that will prepare us to move into the next short that we're going to read, which is called Sixth of Dusk. So that is where we will be going the week after next. And since it's out, I'll just mention that this one is a decent chunk of text, but there's not a good place, a well-positioned spot in it to break it up. It doesn't have chapters or anything like that. So we're going to cover it all as one episode, one big here is Sixth of Dusk discussion. And so that in and of itself might be interesting in that we'll have it's much longer than, you know, for instance, the one that we've done that with before, which was the 11th metal, which is not even half as long as this one. So it'll be interesting for us to it'll be almost a new experience for us to have something where it's like, hey, we read the whole thing in one go and we can talk about it from beginning to end. So, yes, that is what we're doing for next week. Day 98 epilogue and the Dramanad system essay to go into the week after that. We'll be doing sixth of dusk. So there's a preview for everyone of where we're going. Let me check if we had any emails this week. I believe we do. Yep, here we go. This one is from Will. He says, hi there, Sander Lanch crew. First time writer, long time listener. By the time you guys read this, you've probably already started The Emperor's Soul, which gives me the opportunity to finally gish about how much I personally love my girl, Wan Shailu, as a protagonist. Not only does Shai provide a veritable wealth of knowledge about how the Cosmere's three realms function, but she's also, in my opinion at least, one of the Cosmere's most relatable characters. She isn't physically imposing or athletic like, say, Vin or Kelsier or even Hraithan. All she has is her mind and her knowledge of her unique brand of magic and how it functions. On a more personal level, Shai's curiosity and inability to leave a job unfinished is something I relate to very deeply, and so she's always resonated with me much more than any of the other Sanderson characters. I also have a soft spot for accomplished liars and or thieves, Loki, Varys, Danny Ocean, etc., but I digress. <laughs> she- uh, I agree that, that that that's a fun character type. I'll, I'll, I'll throw that in there. Uh, I'm fond of those also. She get, also gets extra points in my book for working with Hoyd during the heist that got her caught. Anyway, I just needed to get that out in the world. I rarely get to gush about the Cosmere to anyone I actually know, so this is the next best thing, I suppose. Hope you enjoy the rest of Shy's story and keep up the good work. With love, Will. P.S. I understand your Destiny references, Joe, and I very much appreciate them. I'll see <laughs> Starside, Guardian. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Witch Queen's coming out next month, so, you know, that's a thing. This this, this episode may be coming out next month. Oh, okay. Well, uh, if it's if we are in the month of February when, when this drops... Uh, oh, no, it'll be the we... 31st. It'll be the 31st okay. of January, so almost. Yeah, Witch Queen comes out in February, so see you then. The light cap, I don't know if you've, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen, the light cap is raising, like, super high. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, that light cap, am I right? It's basically like a power level cap. So think think in World of Warcraft. It would be like them raising it from level 60 immediately to 80. It's a big jump. Uh, okay, gotcha. Well, thank you, Will. Our next one is from Thomas. And the title, and I'm not going to be able to pronounce this correctly, it says, Greetings from Aotearoa. A-O-T-E-A-R-O-A. It is New Zealand. Yes. New Zealand? Yeah. Yes. We, we talked about that uh, on another episode, didn't we? I don't remember that specific place, but we do. We have talked about New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, Adaroa, I think it is. I could be wrong. Yeah, it's the native It's the native word for that. For oh, right? then yes, we did talk about that. You're right. You're right. Okay. Anyway, it says, hello, Sander Lanch crew. I've been a loyal listener to your podcast since the start of the year, or possibly late last year. At first, I put it on to pass the time while driving, but soon became hooked and now look forward to it every week. There was a mention the Discord might be cause for less emails, so I thought I'd better write one in order to exclaim my love for the show. Like many others, I listened to the show a lot while working, and it kept me going while I was doing some incredibly menial jobs. The different members of the crew have really grown on me, and I enjoy their different opinions and ideas as we work through the books. Constantly impressed at how Data manages to keep a straight face when Joe, Dak, or Jamie stumble upon the correct answer without knowing. Very excited <laughs> for The Emperor's Soul. I've just started episode 87 because of my highly – because in my highly unoriginal opinion, it is the best thing Brandon has ever written. The Stormlight Archive may be my favorite, but I think he really shows off his skills as an author in this one. Also a big fan of how all of all of his short stories and look forward to hearing more of them on the show. We'll see. There you go. We're getting to another one soon. An email in episode 86 from recommending Robin Hobbs' Realm of the Elderlings. I want to double down on that opinion. I've been devouring them recently and are now in the final trilogy. Normally, I wouldn't read a 16-book series. I paused Malazan after three books, and reading Wheel of Time sounds like homework. But Hobb makes it much more digestible by dividing the overarching story into discrete trilogies that each tell a self-contained story. Her stories are all very character-driven, and the characters are fantastically well-realized. The stakes always feel very personal, and Hobb is great at making you feel all kinds of emotions. 
I've written more than I meant to, so I'll end it here. Wasn't to the time of next, your listener in New Zealand, Thomas. Thanks, awesome. man. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I have had a lot of a lot of people have been on me to like read some Robin Hobbs stuff, so I should get on that. Yep. Like I said, I, I only read the first trilogy, but it was decent. I definitely wouldn't. Uh, I don't know that it's it's not it's never one of my first recommendations, but I'm not gonna not recommend it either. I'm like, yeah, no, that's good. You should read that. Sure. Although he mentions Malazan and how he paused after three books. I started reading the first book in that series, uh, Gardens of the Moon or something like that. I stopped after like three chapters because it was so thick. I could not get through it. I was like, oh, God, so thick, just like dense and like like here's a million names and places and things thrown at you with no context. So I, I couldn't I couldn't keep going. But it is often touted as one of the greatest, like, fantasy series. The Malazan uh, – how many books are there? Malazan Book of the Fallen has ten books in it. But, yeah. So anyone who can who can read those, you know, my hat's off to you. I couldn't do it. Thank you, Thomas, Will, for your emails. If anyone else wants to send us an email, the address is thesanderlanch at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and places like that. I had to put the Instagram up early for last – the last episode that came out because it was the first Emperor Soul. And I was like, well, I can't miss that. Even though I was out of town, I was on a Disney cruise in the middle of the ocean and things. What else? Okay, so yeah, three things we're reading for next time. Already touched on that. Music by Miracle of Sound. And Wasing to the Time of Next. Colo? I am Data, and with me today is Jamie. <laughs> Jamie. Joe. Joe. And Dak. Yeah, we'll cut that up good. It'll, it'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> and today, I mean, if worst comes the worst. You can just take like like our intros from another episode of us saying oh, a name and sub it in here. That's true. I hadn't even considered that. that that'd be hilarious. Like somebody's gonna be like, "Why does episode five sound exactly like episode?" 86 for five seconds i don't think anyone's <laughs> gonna gonna manage to catch that no uh, if okay. someone did though i would be extremely impressed oh yes they they deserve some sort of award if they managed to figure that catch yeah he here's the stalking award oh my gosh um no sorry